Welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, but we know this is simply not true. I'm Canadian Girl. Thanks for joining me today. This is a Canadian podcast about the myths, legends, and just good old tales Canada has to tell. First off, I have to give a huge shout out to the lovely goddess from the podcast Occulte Vertis, Miss Valhalla. She recommended this wild story to me, so big thank you to her. Please go check out their show. I will include a link down below. This week, we're going to look at a very sticky tale that involves a topping we all know and love, maple syrup. That's right, we're going there, deep into the ooey gooey sticky stuff to find out what the maple syrup is going on in Canada. This stuff is worth more than our treasured oil. It is a proudly sought after gift given by head officials of the country when traveling abroad. There's also the famous maple syrup heist that could only happen right here in Canada, where $18 million, that's right, I'll repeat it just so you can double check, $18 million worth of maple syrup was stolen from a warehouse in Quebec. Join me now as we jump into this true Canadian crime tale about our beloved maple syrup. about our beloved sticky stuff. It's made of xylem sap of the sugar of maple using red or black maple trees. Before winter starts, the trees will store starch in their trunks and roots. In late winter and early spring, the starch is converted to sugar and begins to rise in the sap as the trees begin the thaw. This is known as the sugar season. And yes, maple syrup is a seasonal crop. The maple trees are then tapped by drilling holes into the trunks. You might remember seeing old pictures of buckets hanging from trees collecting sap. Well, it's not like that anymore. Today's sophisticated farmers have come up with a way to apply miles and miles of tubing to each tree, allowing sap to be collected. On a strategically set up course, the sap will travel down the tubing along the way back to the sugar shack. Once in the sugar shack, The sap is heated to evaporate most of the water, leaving the syrup as a concentrate. It takes 30 to 50 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup. This amount of sap can take one full grown tree an entire sugaring season to produce. Producing maple syrup is an incredibly long process. It is expensive, labor intensive, and just a word of caution before you go run out and buy your dream sugar shack. In Canada, Maple syrup must be exclusively from maple sap and must be 66% sugar or you don't get to label it maple syrup. We take this stuff seriously. There is even an act that protects consumers from buying fake maple products made from corn or spices. Food must be labeled correctly when it comes to maple in this country. To be honest, most maple products are made with other sweeteners and such as actual real maple syrup is so damn expensive. All these time-consuming and lengthy steps in the maple syrup production are all what factors into its high value. In 2017, an average gallon of gas in the U.S. cost $2.35. A gallon of maple syrup was worth $35. Our very own liquid gold. Quebec is the largest producer of maple syrup in the world at 70%. In 2016, 
of the $487 million in maple syrup exports that went out, Quebec filled 90% of that order. To protect its liquid gold for future families and farmers, in 1966, a group of maple syrup producers in Quebec got together and came up with a joint plan to collectively market maple syrup. This effort would inspire a large movement across the province which became known as the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. Today, they maintain a massive reserve of maple syrup at all times in multiple warehouses across Quebec, known as the Global Strategic Reserve. In 2016, for example, there was 0.63 kilograms per person of maple syrup if needed. That's 1.3 pounds for each of you. Now, I don't know what their exact cutoffs are, but once quota is met, all remaining syrup would be placed in the reserve. The Montreal Gazette reports in June 2018 that the spring harvest of Canada's largest producer, Quebec, only managed to produce 53,000 gallons of syrup, down from the year before 2016, which was 69,000 gallons. The newspaper claims they would have to dip into the maple syrup reserve to make up the difference that year. Sounds amazing, right? Great Canadian maple syrup saved up in a gigantic warehouse just for those days when we're about to run out. There will always be some to save the day. Whew! Thank goodness. I knew you were always concerned about running out of maple syrup. I'm glad I could get rid of that anxiety for you. Unfortunately, this amazing plan comes with a lot of strings attached, like all great ones do. Today, the Federation comes under much scrutiny and is often referred to as such things as the Cartel for Maple Syrup and the Syrup Mafia. I am no way an expert on this matter, but I will tell you what I think I know and understand. But me not living there and not being one of these farmers, I don't think I can really understand. The reserve, among many other things, is what causes tension between the Federation and local syrup farmers. All bulk sales must go through the Federation. There is also a tax on these sales. The Federation applies an admin and marketing purpose tax at 14 cents per pound as a fee, yet you are forced to sell all bulk syrup through them. Each farmer is given a quota. Once that quota is met, the sap for that year can't be sold and is placed in the reserve. Farmers are required to hand over barrels of syrup up front they will be paid for the barrel when it is actually sold, which in some cases could take months or even years. Say your barrels get placed in the reserve for a rainy day, you don't get your money until that barrel is back out of there and sold. Sounds scary, right? I don't know the fine print or the details. What I do know is it has caused many farmers to load up their barrels in the middle of the night, crossing borders into New Brunswick, Ontario, and even the U.S., to try and sell their excess syrup for fair prices elsewhere. In August 2011, what is known today as the maple syrup heist would begin. Barrels of maple syrup would start to creep out of the Global Strategic Reserve Warehouse in St. Louis de Blanford, Quebec, unnoticed. A tiny town with 900 people, but if you do a quick Google search like I did, so take this lightly because I didn't look too far into it, apparently since 2013 this town has been giving away land for a deposit of $1,000, 
that will be returned once you build a house worth at least 125000 I'm not sure how many people have took them up on this offer, but let's get back to our sticky situation. During the fall of 2011, a truck started showing up at the Federation's warehouse. It became more noticeable to neighbors in the area as it came at strange times of night and would sometimes leave the gate open. One man, Raymond Pepin, reported to Global News that the lock had even been cut to the facility gates and then was left to hang there and the gates were left open. The barrels of the sweet maple syrup stash of the world would be loaded into the back of a truck taken to Raymond Varelli's sugar shack. Here, they would empty the barrels and the suspects would then fill them back up with water from a nearby creek. When the frost would come in late 2011, the operation would have to be moved in early 2012 to a Montreal location as their source of water was cut off. Their final base location would end up being in Kedgwick, New Brunswick. The stolen syrup, repackaged, was then placed on a truck and then sold to places like Ontario, New Brunswick, and south to Vermont. Here they would split it into smaller batches and sell it off to avoid any suspicion. Only one quarter of what was about to go missing would ever be recovered. Etienne St. Pierre is a maple syrup buyer who lives one hour over the Quebec border in wait for it, Kedgwick, New Brunswick, where the operation is about to end up. He estimates that 40 providers from Quebec sell to him on a regular basis against the rules of the Federation of Quebec Maple Syrup Producers. He plays a key role in distributing and setting up buyers, as well as holding thousands of the missing barrels of maple syrup. It's used on waffles, pancakes, sausage, in teas, oatmeal, as a replacement sugar in almost anything. Canada, that's your sauce. You should put it on everything. Here's some more interesting facts I found about our sticky liquid gold. Maple syrup has numerous antioxidants, low glycemic index, fights inflammatory diseases, and there is some evidence that suggests that it protects against cancer, whereas refined sugar is known to do the exact opposite. So I say, more maple syrup please. That being said, maple syrup is extremely high in sugar and should be used in moderation, so don't go trying to be like those super troopers and start drinking it. There is a new fad said to be maple water that's been catching on. I have not seen it myself. If you're health conscious and into that, it's out there. So how many maple farms are there in Canada anyway? Statistics Canada says in 2016, Quebec has 7,863. Ontario is second with 3,000. New Brunswick and Nova Scotia, about 200. And places like Newfoundland and Alberta, well, they just don't even try. Roughly, there's about 11,500 in total across the country. Our biggest fans of our beloved maple syrup with the most exports is US, Germany, Japan, the UK, Australia, and France. In Elmira, Ontario, they hold the largest single-day maple syrup festival in the world. A town of 10,000 people holds an event every year that attracts thousands and thousands of people. There is a Canadian folk band, Trent Severn, who wrote a song about the famous maple syrup heist called Stealing Syrup. It is on the 2015 album, Trillium. 
And finally, there's a sweet Netflix documentary series called Dirty Money, and episode 5 is all about the heist. Do go check it out if you want more info and just some visuals. It always helps. Now let's get back to the warehouse and see what's going on over there. In August 2012, the heist would start to crumble as employees who worked in the warehouse began to notice scratches and scuffs on the barrels. They also noticed some dirt on the floor that seemed unexplainable. Another telltale sign, the barrels began to rust due to being filled with water and not syrup. The men on the inside involved and those on the outside began to panic as these things were starting to get noticed. Frantic texts about trucks being seen, Others responding back to calm down were sent back and forth between team members. The clever bunch used burner phones to communicate under Star Wars characters' names like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. So when this all ends up in court, it was hard to determine who was actually sending messages to who. Inspector Michael Govro would show up in August 2012 to assess the Federation's quantities in the reserve, a regular inventory check as he did every year. So here's what I don't get. If these guys work on the inside and know this guy comes every year, why if you're trying to pull off such an elaborate scheme would you not think twice and be more careful around this time of year? I'm just saying. Back to the Inspector Michael. He would pull himself up on a row of barrels like he had done numerous times already that day by grabbing the edge of one and climbing up. Only this time, that barrel wasn't full of anything. That's right, nothing. It was completely empty and Michael fell to the ground. He immediately began to check others in the area, finding them to be empty too. The warehouse was immediately shut down and police were called in. It took weeks for them to search the barrels and figure out what was water, what was syrup, and how much was really gone, and to where. The Federation knew very well they had no security at the warehouse, no cameras, no guards were present. A co-owner for the property testified during the trial that when they rented the facility to the Federation, it had shown little to no concern for the security and the value of the stockpile. There are reports of the Federation declining to pay for additional security when previously approached about the issue before. The warehouse simply had a fence with a padlock, doors that locked like any other, and a foreman who lived on site. Would you leave your gold in there? I sure wouldn't. In total, $18,721,000 worth of maple syrup had been taken. Let that sink in for a minute. 18 million dollars worth of pancake sauce gone where do you even hide that over the course of just less than a year 9571 barrels were emptied that's 2700 tons of syrup that's roughly 6 million pounds that's 59 percent of the stockpile the news would make international headlines enough puns to go around the world twice the heist is the most valuable ever completed in canada to date more than 200 witnesses would be interviewed by police. 26 people would be arrested originally. In the end, four people would be charged. In November 2016, 14 jurors would find Richard Valerie's 
41, is said to be the ringleader of the pack. He was also blamed for maple syrup going missing in 2001, but I couldn't find much proof to those reports. Back to the conviction. He was convicted of theft, fraud, and receiving stolen goods. He was sentenced on April 28, 2017 to eight years in prison. He had over $600,000 in cash confiscated from him. He was fined $9.4 million. He has to pay back the money over a 10-year period or get six years added to his sentence. Raymond Valeries, 65 years old. Remember him? He was the guy the barrels were first taken to his sugar shack to be unloaded and refilled with water at the creek. He is also Richard's father, sentenced to two years plus a day to be served in community and three years probation. He must pay $9,840 in fines within one year or add six months to his jail time. A Vic Karen was a spouse of one of the warehouse building owners. He was sentenced to five years in jail and charged $12 million in fines. I'm not sure what his estimated time period was to pay it back. And finally, Etienne Saint-Pierre, 71 years old, of New Brunswick. He was given the same sentence as Raymond Valerie's, two years plus a day, and his fines were much higher, at $13 million, which he had 15 years to pay back or five years to be added to his jail time. Oh, and just a side note, Sebastian Gertra, the truck driver, was sentenced to eight months in jail. He maintained he did not know the syrup was stolen. The National Post would report that it was the largest theft investigation by the Quebec police in history. Many see the theft as an act directed at the Federation and defying its policies, not as an act towards the farmers or the people. As word got out about our liquid gold, another much smaller heist went down. CTV News would report on August 12, 2016 that a trucking company was offering a $10,000 reward for the return of about $150,000 worth of maple syrup stolen in Montreal. On Sunday night, August 7, the thieves used a transport truck to haul a container trailer from a holding facility. The missing 20,000 liters of maple syrup was supposed to be shipped to Japan due to a shipping delay the trucking company was forced to store the shipment at a holding facility. Police would later recover the trailer from a borough west of Montreal known as St. Laurent, but of course the liquid gold was gone. In November 2018, Global News would report that $20,000 worth of maple syrup was stolen. On Thursday, November 15th, RCMP officers were patrolling a rural area near Nanton, Alberta, this is 92 kilometers south of Calgary in a place known for its famous grain elevators. But anyway, we're not here for that. Police spotted a truck and trailer that they believed to be reported stolen. They approached the truck and the driver hopped out and jumped into a nearby waiting silver car. Police pursued but were unsuccessful due to safety concerns. The car was then spotted again and safely stopped outside of Black Diamond, Alberta. 63 kilometers northwest of Nanton. The silver car's tires were seen to be blown out in reports by media and pictures of the scene where the vehicle was stopped by the police. They arrested two adult females and one male at the scene. With the word out about the sweet liquid gold, the Federation of Maple Syrup Producers in Quebec have picked new locations to stock their sweet gold. The main location, an old furniture factory in Laurierville, Quebec, 
which is 80 kilometers south of Quebec City. It holds 8 million pounds in 6,200 barrels, stacked 5 or 6 high, which is just over $100 million in syrup. This site is protected by a security system that is said to rival modern banks. There are motion-detecting cameras everywhere, windows that do not open, and alarms that go off if even an employee comes in after hours. There are two other storage sites in Quebec that are much smaller. Together, they are considered to be the Global Strategic Reserve, also believed to be the biggest in the world. Us Canadians, we love our maple syrup. The aroma can take us back to almost anywhere. Whether it's celebrating in a massive one-day festival, listening to a folk song about it, maybe you value its nutritional properties. There's baked goods, teas, and even maple water. Or you just simply love it on those mornings when we get to wake up with our families, friends, or even your pets, and you get to enjoy that sweet maple syrup that we all know and love so well. It's a comforting reminder here in Canada of time well spent. Maple syrup reminds us of the good times and that's one of the reasons we love it so much. And to me, that's worth more than any liquid gold it's claimed to be. It represents time. Time together, good times, delicious times, relaxing times. You can't put a price on valuable time like that. So if you are, or if anyone knows, a maple syrup farmer out there in Canada, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for some of the best memories because they certainly involve maple syrup. Maybe not directly, but it was always there. I'm Canadian Girl. Until next time, my friends. I just want to give a podcast recommendation, Occulte Vertis. These three rad Canadians, Oud, Sage, and Leon, are the hosts of the show. They will take you on journeys you never imagined. If you're looking for some good laughs, serious talks, and want to learn some seriously cool stuff, these guys are definitely the podcast for you. Go check them out. Also, do go give these guys a listen. They really are one of my favorites. Hi, I'm Joel. I'm Natalie. And together we host Mainland. It's a podcast on the history of the Lower Mainland. And of British Columbia. Mm. So if you're into history. And BC. And beer. Oh, yes. Hang out with us. Yeah! Find Mainland on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. Mostly I'm here for beer. (laughs) (laughs) You can find both of those awesome podcasts on all of your podcast apps that you listen to. If you can't, I'll put a link down below for both of them, but do check them out. They are two really rad podcasts. You will enjoy them both. Want to help support the show? You can do that in three simple ways. The first one, you can leave us a shiny five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This small gesture means so much to this podcast as it allows us to move around on the podcast charts and meet more awesome listeners like you. The second, you can stop by our souvenir shop and pick up a souvenir from one of our great adventures. 
and take it on your very own. There's t-shirts, water bottles, notebooks, and so much more. Do head over to our souvenir shop today and grab some adventure gear. And finally, the third way you can help support the show is by donation. We have a fancy PayPal button that can be found on the top right of our webpage, nothingcanada.com. This button allows you the option to donate as much as you want, whenever you want. All donations will be used for the channel by buying new books for research, paying for the podcast website, and upgrading equipment. All three links to help support the show, of course, can be found in the show notes below. I thank you all so much for your support of the show. It means the world to me. You guys who always listen to the very end, you deserve your own stash of maple syrup. Don't forget to enjoy those mornings when you're surrounded by those people you love. Eat more maple syrup, it's good for you, and stay out of trouble. I'm Canadian Girl. Until next time.